Hello everyone and welcome back to Piano Secrets. In this video I will be teaching you how to play Beethoven's Moonlight Sonata third movement and this is the fifth part. The first thing that you should know is all the themes that we're gonna play in this section they're based on the first, second and third part and all he's gonna do is transpose those themes to a different key and do the same thing. So if you didn't learn those well this might be a little bit difficult. If you did learn those well this might confuse you a little bit because all he's doing is transposing the themes. So let's get started and we're gonna start with the melody. At the beginning we play this theme. Based on this chord. Now what he's gonna do is drop that and go down to C sharp minor and play the same thing. Going back now, so I rewind, but in a different key, totally different from the G sharp minor that we did that theme on. And then you start adding the ornaments. looking at the left hand and if we have C sharp minor here we'll do the same on the left hand and he does four beats of this so we have C sharp minor four of those G sharp seven C sharp minor a little bit of an augmented going back to sharp going back to C sharp minor again Okay, so we could start uh, putting a little bit of the melody there with those chords. And we have transposed the theme from the first part when we did this. We did this. Notice that it's the same material. The same tips apply for the left hand. Some people have asked me, how do you get that left hand to play quickly? The first, you could do accents every other note. That means you could emphasize very slowly C sharp, E, C sharp, E like this. emphasize a different key. In this case we're emphasizing fourth finger and second finger. We could emphasize instead the first finger. First finger. So that way we always play with different strength on the fingers. We could emphasize the first out of the four notes. The fourth finger each time. start doing uh, rhythms like this, slow and fast. You could do it the opposite way. You could do it every four. Or do the whole thing there. 
again. So if you have any trouble with this, you go back to slow, you try it again this procedure over and over again. Be very patient. It might take two, three days. I'm not sure. It just depends on your level, how many hours you practice. All of that is involved. So let's try to match now together both hands with the melody. Match as the first one. Same time. Ornament to D sharp. and see matches matches again matches the E and then maybe we play it piano but even though it's piano I want to give the G sharp a little bit extra because it's a longer note than the other so long note back to piano crescendo a little bit to the G sharp crescendo again accent release okay that's all we have next part We'll use the same chord, so I don't have to say anything about the left hand, but we have this melody now. Now we have... And there is no difference other than the notes. So what we have to do is just put it together slowly with a G sharp, the melody. Some people ask me, how do you get from octave to octave? Well, G sharp, you are there. This leap here. I think the hardest thing in this section, if it's any difficulty, it might be on the leap. So you have to use the gravity when you play this note to go up. And allow us to play this one up and allow us to play that one. Notice I use gravity all the time. I use the force going down to throw me here, coming back here, and again. And always relax, always very loose. And then it comes to the forzandos. Left hand was the same that like we discussed. change a little bit let's try putting it together uh, but know that if we do this the syncopation is very important so I don't want you to slow down because we have so until you get there do not slow down A little bit of syncopation and change it to the long themes afterwards. Slowly together. Crescendo. Crescendo more. 
have this. Forzando here, and you could analyze this and say, Okay, I know the chord. It's this chord, it's a C sharp major 7. So it's a C sharp 7 that is flipped, and the F is taken from here and put on the top. So that gives you that this one, even though it's a forzando, that should be bigger than the next one because the next one resolves to F sharp minor. So. Now here we're gonna go to a B7. But it's flipped. This note's a flip this way. The D's put on the top. together slowly one time and then it changes so different approach so we're having all the time seventh and major or minor chords it's true that I like a little bit sometimes how it sounds like I think one thing that's very important that we discussed in the first video is how to solve this trailer here. So remember what we talked about it, try to do it separate here. And remember that when you play the trill, you close your hand and you open. I think that's the most important thing, how quickly you can close the hand and then here. Same here. It's important that when you do it with both hands together, you watch that because sometimes you are busy playing both hands and you forget to move and close your hand. And here's the same. You could do rhythms. And we have the same pattern from before, we're going to change the scale and we have this. 
So the scale that we're going to use is basically that. Now if you have this, so he's going to start here, he's going to start here on A, going to D, That's a turn, so you go all the way up again, and then one last time. That's a little turn to resolve there. To practice this, when you do the major, I recommend for the scale doing the, the slow, fast movements. Put four here, three, two. Or you could do the opposite. Four notes now. Okay, and then after that you go back to slow a little bit and try to match it with the D chord here. D major is like this inversion, right? So we have the version here. Every four notes. Sometimes we go from playing this course like this to breaking it down, but it could have been like this, but he did variation there. It's very interesting to see that when the right hand plays quickly, the left hand plays slow. When the right hand plays slow notes, the left hand plays fast notes. This could help you. If you start composing your own music, try to play different uh, kind of patterns and different kind of speeds when you play this. So, let's go again. Crescendo. The crescendo now, piano. And we resolve there. So we got there, we have a trill. I think everybody can play trills perfectly. You can work on articulating finger, lifting the fingers, and also add a little bit of rotation. The closer the finger, the closer the fingers, the harder it is to rotate because they are right next to it. You almost don't rotate. The more apart they are, let me say if I pick four finger, I rotate more. So, for this case, I don't rotate much, I just stay there. You should watch also, when you do this, your thumb, that's, that's not lifting up like this with tension, that's staying within the key there, on B. So, 
if it does lift up, that means you're gonna have trouble, you're gonna tense up and you're gonna get tired maybe or feel some kind of uncomfortable. If you are like this, that's a sign that you're getting tense. So try to keep it close to the key, play very light and gradually get to the speed, controlling that finger. So that's all I have to say to solve that trill. Left hand, we have C sharp minor, we do the version and then we'll flip it this way. We got the G sharp seven. We're solving to A again. So we got this little chord progression. Okay, so if you do it with both hands, okay, last time. And it says piano. So because it says piano, I will do the accent here. We have the seventh chord and then finish up the light because first we came from here and then we have the forzando again. So the next part we have the same chord dropped an octave and everything is dropped one octave even the pattern that we have. Same pattern. Remember that we used to match that D there with the chord. Now we're gonna match the starting of the next D. This one. So we'll get there. So same pattern. We're going up. We don't match that one, we match the next one. This one. Now B matches. F sharp, C sharp, G, and we get to the chord. To get the speed, work on the same way we work the others. Matches. Matches. And backwards. the syncopated rhythm there when you do this okay when you do so here we have again a D major A inversion forzando forzando and we get there so let's try to play it now so far we transpose everything that we play on the first part and we're going to continue transposing that and the next theme is you can see that at the beginning we play this now we're going to change it so instead of here we're going to go here it's very important that you understand that at the same notes same difficulty just transpose in this case, when we did here, we were in this chord, and if we go, how many notes, let's think. So we go one, two, three, four, five, six, seven, eight notes, 
uh, fifth lower we have the C sharp minor and that's what we're gonna use so C sharp minor like this so he's gonna flip put the C sharp here and here it's important that you realize that it's the same thing we did at the beginning So if we have the theme like that, we could add one note, the G sharp in this case, to harmonize it and go all the way down. That's one. And like I mentioned before, you should bring that theme out on the top, being piano like it is. Now what he does is flip this, put the G on the top, G sharp, and do the melody below. So if the melody is on E, I, I aim towards the E, I put more weight on it, and sometimes I put more weight on the inside of the hand. Left hand is the same, back and forth. Notice that I cut the theme. a point of reference where I'm going to rest the hand so I don't get tight and I play faster that way so I kind of think a pause there but I'm not gonna play a uh, pause when I play okay but I do emphasize a little extra there so left hand now we have the C sharp when we get to F sharp, we add the G, and we do the same here. Jump to an octave. Always remember that theme. Same thing. If we put it all together, quickly he wrote piano crescendo crescendo again so how much what kind of curve do you do with the dynamics is totally up to you next next thing it would be C sharp minor chord that we worked uh, worked out a lot because this this part is in C sharp minor. So we have this again, C sharp, and this chord we just split them. Okay, now we're gonna go to F sharp minor, the inversions. So it comes from here, and we do the F on the bass and split that back to C sharp minor here we have G sharp major right there and back to this 
So I'm gonna play it one time split and one time so you can see more of the chords. F sharp minor, C sharp minor, B sharp major and C sharp minor. If I split it with chords. If I play it the way it should go, it will be short, short, this blending. Last time a little faster. Okay, so next section now, we did the theme and that theme is going to repeat in octaves now. So we have this. difficult because you have the octave and you also have the second finger in the middle so the second finger moves along and always have the thought of the C sharp minor scale in it if you have problems you could split them the same the same thing applies you start with a crescendo and we aim you could aim for the top you know I would like the top note rather than the uh, inside but for practice and purposes you could bring any of those you know you could exaggerate that you could exaggerate the G one below just for practicing so it's, it will ease up when you play naturally because you force it left hand think on the melody right so now we jump jump again on the theme so splitting all this is a way to get closer to what Beethoven really wants and what he was thinking on the melody and where's the melody within the harmony and this big chord so that's why I split it like that now left hand together with the right hand we have this a little bit and do a pause in it there because this force is gonna bring me here this. so this force here brings me to the middle same here watch 
slide there. It's notice that he wrote a crescendo very well done. Crescendo loud. Piano. Thing. So if we play it all together So have fun with it and let's continue here again inversions of the chord So we get to here C-sharp minor, we'll flip it like this. F-sharp minor, back to C-sharp minor, G-sharp major. So let's do it again. Chord there, chord there, C-sharp minor, and then when we do the articulation we have short, long note. So we have. And then it's gonna change. Notice this the same chord, a little bit more open. Now here it's gonna change to D major. Inversion and inversion here. And six with the F on the bass, which is part of D major. Back to C sharp minor. G sharp major. So it's the same chords and we get there. So let's do it with the articulation slow. So E major, C sharp minor. And we get to the We get to the theme from before, from the beginning. is transposed we do have this now we have so the technique is the same the rotation articulation so you could measure the one two three four one two three four one two three four one two three four one two Okay, melody line. So we have kind of an staccato portato line and with the melody first. Same, an octave higher. And then we have this. Again, all the time. 
now. That is to sharp major again. Same kind of rotation. Okay, if we do it together, match the first one. to me for some people it's not but to me just to me long line that means when we have this I like to do a detach maybe no pedal it depends to me it gives more excitement some people like to put pedal there and we could do it from there so long note last part and it's important to even though you're growing when you did this but here you start in light to save energy a little bit more and then you get there helpful and if you enjoy subscribe thank you very much